Does your mind often wander? Do you suddenly notice and wonder, where have I been? Have you ever struggled to separate what a thought says from whom you are? Have you ever just watched your thoughts like a curious observer? Your Mindful Life Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Mary Slocum, and today we're exploring mindfulness of thoughts. Everyone's mind wanders. We all get caught up in our thoughts. Mindfulness helps us to pay attention and observe what's happening right now so we can become aware of our thoughts. The formal practice of mindfulness of thoughts allows us to get to know our thinking patterns. It teaches us how to be aware of thoughts without getting all caught up in them. When we're being mindful of an immediate experience, for example, running a race, playing a game of tennis, operating some complex machinery, or making a speech to a room full of people, It's helpful to recognize thoughts arising and to return our attention to what we're doing right then. In this way, we can pay attention to what we are intending to pay attention to. Have you ever been cooking something that required your attention only to get lost in thought and suddenly the food is burning right there in front of you? I have. When we aren't mindful, we can get caught up by our thoughts and trip up. When I was in my 20s and 30s, I was passionate about ballet and took class daily. My teacher, a wonderful woman by the name of Anna Roye, was always getting after me when we would leave the bar and come to the center of the room. She would scold me, you're thinking too much, you're not trusting yourself, You're losing the line. Stop thinking so much. What does this tell us about thinking? Thoughts come and go. That's what thoughts do. But sometimes thinking can lead us to lose focus on what we're doing or to overthink what we're doing. We get caught up in a thought and lose our attention on what we're doing. When I was in ballet class, lots of thoughts would come and go, and I would remain focused and concentrated on what I was doing. But then I would get caught up in one and trip up. Often I would try to go higher with the leg, only to disturb the line of the torso. I would lose the line of the movement. The funny thing is that I would tighten up and that would only make it worse At that time, I wasn't practicing mindfulness. If I had been, I would have noticed and released my attachment to the thought. There is so much to say on thoughts and thinking. Science tells us that most of us spend about 50% of our awake moments daydreaming, lost in the movie of our minds. And on top of that, some say that up to 90% of our thoughts are reruns. 
So what are thoughts? Thoughts are representations of experiences, people, and objects. One of my teachers, Jack Cornfield, remembered one of his teachers telling him, the thought of your mother is not your mother. What he means is that we mistake thoughts for something they are not. We have a thought and we mistakenly believe it is the thing itself or the person itself. The thought is not your mother. It's simply a representation of mother. We live in our mind-created worlds that are actually not happening except as thoughts. It's like we are continuously lost in the movie or the story. How often do we tune into our thinking, put our attention on it, and notice our thoughts? Perhaps not often. Thoughts and thought trains arise. We latch on to them, but we're not aware of what we're doing. We're hooked on our thoughts, even when we're doing something else, something that gives us pleasure. Perhaps you've had this happen to you. It has to me. I'll be out hiking in nature, and suddenly I'm aware that I'm not aware of the trees and rocks, the birds, the animals, and even the trail. Rather, I'm lost in thought, planning or fantasizing or rehashing for the umpteenth time how I should improve this or do that better. And then suddenly I wake up and I'm aware, wow, I've been lost in thought and I've missed the experience that I purposely came for. How much better it is to be aware of the nature all around when hiking and to be aware of thoughts when thinking. Notice the intentionality of this. Mindfulness of thoughts is about practicing becoming aware that we're thinking in the moment and to observe our thoughts with curiosity and non-judgment. The point isn't to stop thinking. The point is to become aware that we are thinking and to change our relationship with what we are thinking. Being aware of thoughts is just like being aware of sounds. The sound arises, we notice it, and it passes away. It's the same with thoughts. When we first begin our meditation practice, we focus on strengthening our attention by focusing on an object, say the breath. When our mind wanders and becomes lost in thought, the instruction is to notice we're lost and then return the attention to the breath. When we're practicing mindfulness of thoughts, we're focusing our awareness on the thoughts arising. We notice a thought, hmm, We might say inwardly planning or fantasizing or memory. We observe the thought with curiosity. We are aware of the feelings that arise around the thought. Maybe happiness arises or anxiety or something else. We observe if more thoughts arise. 
What we don't do is jump into the story of the thought and get carried away with it. If that happens, and it will, we notice and we return our attention to simply observing thoughts arising. The more we practice mindfulness of thought, the more mindfulness grows. Then, when we have enough mindfulness to be aware that we're thinking, we notice the energy there. As we practice mindfulness of thoughts, we may ask, what is a thought? Thoughts are extremely mysterious to us. We have thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of thoughts every day. So it's such a common experience, and yet almost no one gets curious and asks, So what is a thought? A thought is a burst of energy in the mind. When we're not aware of thoughts, they have so much power. Sometimes they feel like little dictators in the mind or our bosses. And they're telling us, go here, go there, do this, do that, get married, get divorced, eat the cookie, don't eat the cookie, worry about this, don't worry about that, blame him, praise her. Thoughts are running our lives. As one of my teachers, Kate Johnson, says, it's like having 30 mamas in your head yelling at you. Mindfulness of thoughts allows us to be aware of these thought states. So instead of reacting to them, we can be curious and investigate them. Oh, isn't that interesting, we might say inwardly. Here's that thought again, and then we observe it. Often thoughts are running our lives in very critical ways. There are judgment thoughts, belief thoughts, and self-criticizing thoughts. Our thoughts are conditioned by our various life situations and circumstances. If we're not aware that we're thinking All we're doing is playing out the patterns and habits of our conditioning. Conditioning reinforced by parents, teachers, friends, and society from the very beginning, from our birth. There's very little room or space for choice or freedom. There's nothing right or wrong about thoughts. They can carry important information. But if we're not aware of the thought, observe it, and bring our curiosity to that observation, then we will never know whether the thought has something important for us. As we notice different patterns of thought, freedom and possibility open up to us. When we really understand how thoughts are in our minds and we have mindfulness, we have the possibility of making choices. What is this thought letting me know? How does this thought land in my body? What does it feel like? And where do I feel it in my body? Are there emotions arising around this thought? And what other thoughts are arising around it? How is this thought helping me or not? When we understand that thoughts are not fixed and they're not solid and that they are mostly not true and they are not who we are, we become free to allow them 
and to explore them without judging them. A helpful way to start paying attention to thoughts is from the anchor of the breath. At the beginning, it can be a bit daunting to keep our attention on the stream and often flood of thoughts without getting carried away by them. We become so accustomed to being in the movie that we forget that we can step back and observe the movie. And by observing, noticing, oh, that story is here again. Somehow we think this thought is us. This thought is not you. It's a thought, a representation of something. The thought may have something important to let you know or not, but it's not you. Or we believe that every thought that passes by is true, that our judgments are true, that our opinions are true, that our beliefs are true. The good news is that most of it is fake news. We can acknowledge it is here and we can let it go on its way. Or we can acknowledge it's here and we can observe it, letting it unfold its truth. And its truth may be, oh, this is a belief I'm holding. And is this belief true? Oh, wait, it's something that someone told me or it's something that I learned to believe as a kid. Oh, and I see, yeah, it's not really true. A meditation teacher said this to Jack, my teacher, and a group as they were out walking. He said, see that big boulder over there in the field? And then he asked, is it heavy? Jack and the others said, yes, it looks heavy. And the teacher replied, not if you don't pick it up. And so it is with thoughts. We can observe thoughts without picking them up, without getting attached to them, without getting lost in them, without believing them. Just as we can observe the boulder and not pick it up. And when we don't pick up the thought, when we don't identify with the thought, It isn't heavy and we don't suffer. It's up to us. This is something really important to know. We create our world. So when we feel that we're getting attached to our thoughts, we can simply notice and settle back into the anchor of the breath, mindfully breathing in and mindfully breathing out. This gives us refuge we need. We can balance our energy and then venture back out to opening our awareness to observing the stream of thoughts. Each of us has our own thinking style. Some of us are visual thinkers. We see pictures. And some of us are audio thinkers. We hear words and melodies. And still, some of us both see and hear. We're constantly not only at the movies, we're in the movies. There are different kinds of thoughts. There are thoughts about the past, like memories, and thoughts about the future, like planning and fantasizing. 
Absent from the stream of thoughts are thoughts about the present moment, unless we're being mindful. Just as when we first sit in practice and we bring our awareness to the body sitting, and we might say inwardly, sitting, I know I'm sitting. And guess what? That's a thought. Our mindfulness training doesn't mean that thoughts stop coming. It just means that we're aware of them. As we notice a thought, we can note and say softly, inwardly, planning, if it's a planning thought, or remembering, if it's a memory, or judging, if it's a judgment. Get the idea? We can observe more about each thought. Is it loud and boisterous, or is it quiet and gentle? Is it a thought on its own, or is it tied to many other thoughts creating a story? Is it sneaky coming up suddenly from behind? Maybe you're sitting being aware of the breath and stillness. And then you're aware. I'm sitting here and no thoughts are coming. Aha, that's a thought. Then we can begin to notice process. We notice that thoughts don't really have any substance They arise and dissolve like sugar in hot water or vaporize like the morning fog in the sun. They come and go. We notice that thoughts have spaces between them. Sometimes the spaces are shorter or longer. Like in a piece of music, there are spaces between the notes and some of these spaces are longer or shorter. Maybe the same thought always arises at a certain moment or in a certain situation. It can be helpful to notice this. Oh, this situation triggers this thought. This is how we learn about our inner experience and can be with it like a compassionate investigator. Do you get a feel for how powerful this practice can be? It can really transform our lives because we are empowering ourselves. Our mental landscape unfolds in front of us and we observe it and we are curious about it. We see the repetitives. We see the inner critic. We see when we replay the same story over and over. We see which thoughts are worth cultivating and which ones we can let go of. We learn to discern which thoughts need our attention and which ones don't. Without this attention to our thoughts, we are just playing out our habitual conditioning. The key element in working with our thoughts in this way and working with all our practice really is interest and curiosity. It's just taking an interest in and being curious about these thoughts that arise and pass through. The more we connect with the quality of awareness, the more we appreciate it. So I invite you to make mindfulness of thoughts part of your formal practice Get to know the thinking mind by observing with curiosity. Oh, 
Isn't this interesting? Observe the kinds of thoughts that arise, plans, memories, fantasies, criticisms, opinions, and commandments, and so on. Observe the quality of the thought, loud, boisterous, soft, gentle. Notice if the thought feels up close in your face or whether it's further back, maybe in the background. And notice how much space is between the thoughts. Are they rapid and bunched together or are they more flowing and spaced out? In this way, you'll get to know your mind and new possibilities will open to you. Your life will transform. And don't take my word for it. Practice and you'll see. I am grateful to you for listening. If you enjoyed the show today and want to support it, tell your friends and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to review the show. Want to learn how to do mindfulness meditation or join a live online mindfulness meditation class? Check out my website, yourmindfulpractice.com for inspiration and classes. That's your mindful practice, all one word.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter in the footer. I'm also grateful for the people who make this podcast possible Ali Allen for logo and cover design, Gorgias Romero for music, audio editing, and production support, Bill Rafferty for technical web support, and Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Until we meet again, be well, be mindful. Mm-hmm.